Father, we stand before your very presence, waiting for you to feed us. We'll bring our thanksgiving unto you. We'll pour out our hearts unto you, Father, and this is the offering we've brought. They enter into his gate with thanksgiving in your heart, and with thanksgiving, O Lord, we said we thank you for this opportunity that you've opened a door for us so that we'll be able to give and be a partner to your kingdom. Lord, receive our offering and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You're welcome. It is good to wait upon the Lord. What we all need in life, whatever you are doing, you need strength in that direction. Strength in whatever you want to do. You need energy to be able to do it. But that energy comes from God. I said that energy comes from who? And I pray that God, as we put our life down and consecrate our life to God, God will see our life and give us reward. The scripture says that we should give our body to him as a living sacrifice. Not as a dead sacrifice. Animals, we sacrifice them when they are dead. But this kind of sacrifice is a living one. Your life must be a life that will show forth the glory of God and be dedicated to God in this life. At times, God's eyes or we can catch the attention of God. And what I always want to be is that to be able to catch his attention. When you go to parliament, most people want to speak. But it's the one that catches the eye of the speaker. He's the one that they allow to speak. Or some people have lifted their hands several times. The speaker didn't see them. <laughs> so because of that, they could not make their statement. 
And I pray that today God is going to see you. His attention is going to come upon you. And when God's attention comes upon you, the whole earth will stand before you. Sometimes people become so ordinary until God's attention comes unto him. Then everybody then begins to rise to him. If there's anything I want in this world, I want to catch the eye of God. I want to get the attention of God. Today, God says, arise, shine, for your light has come. He said what? Say arise. Arise. And do what? And do what? Tell somebody shine. Arise. Shine. For what? Your light has come. You cannot shine if your light has not come. Today, your light has come. And anytime your light comes, you don't sit down, you rise up and shine. I, this is heavenly attention. The eye of the entire heavens comes upon you. Then you begin to glow. When heaven's eye came on Mary, the entire world was looking to Mary. Angels were sent to Mary. Even Mary visiting the cousin I hope there is a cousin. Elizabeth. The baby in Elizabeth's stomach started rejoicing. Everywhere Mary went, if there's anyone with the spirit, the person got stirred up. Mary did not live in a very beautiful house, maybe in East Legon, maybe Airport, Airport Hill, maybe, which, which places again? The, 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 the most beautiful places in Accra. She might be living in Nima, Mamobi, Adenta, Frafraha. But when God light comes upon you, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter what kind of job you do. Every attention they move towards you. From the day she caught the attention of heaven, everything was moving towards him. Shepherds who were taking care of their sheep at night have to leave their sheep. Their job, their work, 
and take a journey to Mary, where Mary was. Wise men from the east. You know, wise men don't make long journey by heart. But when God's attention is on you, there may be people around you. Wise men will pass them by and walk long journey, many days, many months, to carry your gift and bring it to you. When God's eye is upon you, kings, president, when they hear even your birth, you begin to shake. A little baby caused commotion in the heart of the king. He said, when you go, come and tell me so that I should also go and worship him. But he doesn't know that the eye of the Lord is upon Mary and the baby. And while he was thinking in his heart, thinking he was very cunning, he could play it in a nice way, he, he, he could make it so political with sweet tongue, God knew the heart. Because God's eye was at that place. So he was waiting for those people to go and come. And the Lord, because the eye of the Lord was upon him, God had witted the king and all his powers and all his wise, wise men. Before he could get there, God had moved the location. Brethren, as you pray and fast, as you wait upon the Lord, my cry is that God, I, you will catch the attention of God. Anytime any man catches the attention of God, he's very dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. If there's any cry, anyone will cry, let him catch the eye of God. Then whatever is in you will be deposited. Arise and do what? And shine for your light has come. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. These are two contrasts. Darkness upon the earth, not only darkness, people don't care about God. People have boldness to insult God. People have boldness to twist that God is, uh, is this and that and that. Darkness. Evil is now becoming, being described as good. Nations are legislating darkness. The 
sit down, legislate evil and call it good. When you preach again that good thing, they say you've preached evil. You should be in prison. That is where the world is going. And in the midst of this, what can stop this is God's light upon his children. Arise and shine for your light has come. Darkness sometimes is very difficult sometimes to do genuine business. Without compromising. But in corruption is everywhere. It's not only Africa. But we have, they know how to corrupt the Western world. They are all corrupt, including not only Africa. Corruption is corruption. You can be corrupted in character. Corrupted in different ways. Even in dealing with people, you can be corrupted. You know this should be done for this nation, but your mind is corrupted. I said you don't deserve it. Arise in the midst of sin. When people are calling sin good. When they are calling sin right. That is the human right. When God says it's not right for human being, man says it's a human right. Who is telling the truth? We, the solution to this is that light must arise. The way to destroy darkness is not to fight darkness. It's to bring light in darkness. Once light enter into dark place, you don't need to fight it. Eventually, darkness cannot stay in the same bedroom with light. Light shall arise. We are not going to fight anybody. But that is not the way of Jesus. We are going to shine. As you shine, sin will become sin. In darkness, it's difficult to know what is sin until light appears. (laughs) 
Say, prophet, what have you eaten today? Arise and shine, believers. Arise and shine, Christians. It's time for us to arise. Because God's eye is on you. You cannot shine until your light has come. He said, our light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. He said, see, and all of you know, see, darkness covers what? The earth, and not only darkness, but what? Thick. Did you say thick? And deep darkness in yours. Deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will do what? I like the bat. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. In the midst of chaos, don't be afraid. What is important is that when God rises over you, in the midst of poverty, don't be afraid. What you need is God light will rise upon you. In the midst of opposition, don't be afraid. What you need is that God light will rise upon you. When God light rises out or come upon you, he said, the Gentiles shall come to your light. The Gentiles used to be the people who don't know God, who have their own way of doing things, who are outside the plans of God, who have not been born again. He says that once we live, sometimes it's not the speaking or preaching, but your light must shine. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Those who make decisions, when light comes, it's difficult to make a kululu decision. It can only be done at the dark side of the eye. But when things are clear, kings will make decisions that will align to what the light is showing. Because everybody will read between good and evil there when there is light. Let's continue. I love it. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They're all together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughter shall be nursed at your side. What a good news. Is it not a good news? What a good news. He said, always say, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Who can catch the eye of the Lord? What do we do to get the attention of God? Okay, let me look at the same Isaiah 66, verse 2, the second part.
For all those things my hands made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I what? On this one will I what? Look. God will look on somebody. Somebody is going to catch the attention of God this morning. Somebody is catching the attention of God now. Let's look. Oh my great God. But on this one will I look. On him who is what? Who is poor. A poor person is not only somebody who doesn't have money. You can be rich, but poor. You can have money, but still very poor. How many of you have had rich cake before? He said, this cake is rich. How many of you have heard that before? Or oh, some of you haven't, you didn't eat cake, that's why. Let me see your hand if you've heard that before. Yeah. Does it mean that the cake has money? Is having the right ingredient that you need for a specific thing. So you can be rich in money, but poor in character. When you are poor, you have a limitation. You cannot do what you ought to do with what you have. If you have a poor health, what it means is that what healthy people can do, you are not able to do it, isn't it? Anytime you feel that I am weak in this area, God wants to rise up in that area. You are catching the attention of God as you surrender that to him. That is one of the reasons why we are waiting upon the Lord so that we can receive strength back to do what he wants to do. Every year, half of the year, in July, June, July, we wait to receive strength or to get the attention of God. Because we know that we have some weaknesses in our life and we need God's help to finish the year. Let's finish. One, on him who is poor, okay, let me read mine. Okay. But on this one will I look, on him who is what? Poor, and of a contrite spirit. Not only poor and stubborn heart. <laughs> we have some people think that, have you ever met a stubborn poor person before?
on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit. And of a contrite spirit. And our fasting break us and make our spirit repent. We have we recognize, look, we cannot do anything that we come to God. When you do that, you gain the attention of God. Then second, there's a second person. And who tremble at my word? It's not only those who quote the word, but those who revere the word of God. That when God speaks, you don't take it lightly. When this fasting, I want it to be, this is the attitude you must adopt. That in your fasting and praying, as you read the Bible, whatever God tells you, tremble at it. Cherish it. Know that a big person is calling you. Sometimes we tremble at the words of our bosses. Your boss tells you, go and do this, and you take it so serious. Imagine you work under your boss, and you're working at a bank, maybe a teller, then the MD comes and said, you get up and go to this place. You see yourself shaking. You don't take it lightly. You take it very heavily. You know my life depends upon this instruction. You know if I disobey this instruction, my end is this. My livelihood is gone. So your life depends upon the word of God. But unfortunately, we think the word of God is just a support to what we are doing. If we don't tremble, people that, you see, you cannot tremble at a word if you don't know the one who is speaking. It will depend on the one who is speaking and how you know him. Two people can come. Go here. One person will come. Go and sit down here. You look at the person and your question is, who are you to tell me to move to that place? Another person comes and says, go and stand. The first one says, please, you add please. And with the please, you look at him. And my chair, with due apology. I wanted to speak God, but I won't speak. <laughs> look at the person's face. And you make your mouth you, you won't even mind as if you, have, you haven't heard it. 
then maybe the president of Ghana comes, tells you, I want you to go and sit here. Yes, sir. You jump out. The man that looks like he can't hear, he's deaf, now with a whisper, he could hear. He didn't even add, please. He said, go and sit here. And you are happy to go and sit here because you recognize the office and how great the person is. How do we treat God? When God speaks, Imagine if it was God who told us to put up this face mask. You will see mass disobedience. The way you treat the word of God, that is the way you gain the attention of God. His word, when he speaks, he said, he sent his word and heal them and deliver them from their destruction. So when he was coming to this world, he came as a well, the word. John says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word this word dwells among us. You cannot say you respect God or somebody when you don't respect his word. So if we want the attention of God, this is the way to get it. One, you must recognize that Look, all the things you've acquired amount to nothing. You want to totally depend on him. That is what I call the poor. As you come, then you also then take his word. This is what God has for me. The moment you put that heart, what happens is that you don't need to call God. God himself will come upon you. I hope you're getting me. I hope you're getting me. Israel. How many of you heard about Moses before? Moses, the Bible said, the word of the Lord came into his heart. And the way he feared God's word, he couldn't even wait for the time. No wonder God used him in bringing deliverance to Israel. He's somebody when God speaks, 
he doesn't take it lightly. Anyone God used, those people hearken and tremble at the word of the Lord. The reason why God said, David is a man after my heart is because David will always tremble at the word of God. He never, if God, it doesn't mean that David didn't have weakness. He had these same weaknesses. Even if you look at him, if I'm a judge, and they bring David and Saul for me to judge them, who will go to prison? Huh? David was an adulterer. David was a murderer. You killed, and the way he even killed a man was so mischievous. Give him his own death warrant. Carried his own death warrant. And planned that he should be put in front where he will be killed. And not only be put there, he didn't have a protection at the back. They removed protection. Nobody protected him. He seems to think he was fighting along with others, but it has been, he has been set up to die. That's why we all need somebody to protect us. We need ourselves as we fight along. Don't cut yourself. What I don't like about Christians is that we like cutting ourselves. When one Christian falls into trouble, it is we who will kill him. The only army I see when somebody gets wounded, they trample upon him and kill. Instead of carrying him, taking him, washing him, and helping him to stand and come back and help. Sometimes I just don't understand. You see, Christian, you say, I'm a Christian, but this pastor is. You don't know him. The story they are saying, you are not sure whether it is true or not. And you call yourself a Christian. What will you do? Pray for him. If you care so much, go to him and ask him. Advise him. Don't use the radio to address your fellow believer. Don't use the social media to address your fellow believer. Go to him first. If you're going to do anything on the social media, it is something good, of good report, of greatness in the believer's mercy. Don't let us add up to the mess. Don't let us be part of darkness. Deep darkness. I didn't say that if somebody, a Christian is sinning, you should encourage him. Go to him. That is the way you can win him. The Bible says, if you go to him and he doesn't hear, get a second person. 
That is even if it's against you. If he doesn't hear, then you can tell the church, not the world. If he still insists, treat him like a non-believer. That's a level. <laughs> now the person's heart is so hardened that he's behaving like an unbeliever. But we haven't gone through all these three stages. But we give the person Saul, some people can, you can argue Saul's case. You, the prophet, you didn't come early. You were late. The people are coming. And you, pastor, you like coming late. He said, ah, me, I'm a king. I can't sit down for this prophet. <laughs> To destroy my work. The people are coming. Here's the knife. This is the animal. <laughs> is it cutting the animal's head? That's difficult. Mumfamra, show. His case can be argued nicely by a good lawyer and for him to win on earth here. But in heaven, we can lose. David case, no excuse. No good lawyer can defend him. Not that you are even a single man. Not that you have only one wife. Plenty wives. And you have the right to choose any young girl you want who is not married. So why do you go and take somebody's one wife? Ha! David! Sentenced to death by firing squad. Bah! But David caught the attention of God. He had the contrite spirit which God said about. God looked down and said, this is a man I can do business with. He heard the word of God. God spoke and he took God's word seriously and repented. The same way I'm telling you. When you hear God's word, no matter how far you have gone, come back to him. He will accept you and justify you. God bless you. If you have if you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, it simply means the word. You haven't trembled at the word. Brethren, do not self Serve God and serve Him, and we do not serve a selfish God. We have a God who gave His only begotten Son to us, the 
Son is Jesus Christ, and he died for the sin of the world and resurrected. So that by believing in his death, you and I, who naturally are not qualified, will become the sons and daughters of God. Then God's eye will be on us. It is only by believing in him that we will be saved. There's no any other way. The entrance to heaven, the entrance to God is a new birth. So you need to believe in his only begotten son who is Christ. No matter how pious you are and morally right we, we are never to the standard of the righteousness which God wants. You have missed it. If God wants 100% and you get 99%, you have failed. So, God wanted to come on the account of Jesus. And I pray that you will do. But God provision for salvation through his son who attained the standard for us. You don't need to struggle for the salvation he's done before you. Now all God wants you from us is to only believe in his son and be reconciled to him. Today, you may be here in church because someone preached to you or a friend or relative invited you to church. But that is just an opportunity for your salvation. Romans 10 verse 10 says, With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Today, I want you to make the decision in your heart to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, believing that he died and rose up for you. If you have this conviction, I want you to confess with your mouth just as the scripture has shown by saying these words with me. And you can join them to say that. Lord Jesus, I know that I have come short of God's glory and the standard he has set he has for my life I surrender my life to you. I believe in my heart that you died for me and rose again from, for my salvation. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and personal Savior and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you for, the, for taking this bold step. I believe that there is rejoicing in heaven because of the decision you have made today. Heaven is rejoicing. We have come with